Hey, hey ink drinkers. So we have a very exciting announcement about the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we are doing for the third year in a row, we're doing advent calendars. And as always, we wanted our listeners to be the first to know about this. Um, we have been working very hard on getting up a new website and getting all of the accounts to buy the books and the things. And it's been... All the Advent things, all the Christmas things, all the joy. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but... Um, and Jamie has been taking the bulk of that responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You were my moral support. I would like kind of fall <laughs> off the wagon a little bit. And you're like, hey, have you gotten this done? I'm like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm going to do it this weekend, I promise. And that really is very helpful to me. So thank you. Um but anyway, so it's going to be the same type of thing last year. It's going to be a flat $75. Um, you can go to inkdrinkerspodcast.com slash shop, and you can grab an advent calendar or two or three um, for yourself and some friends. You can also, we have some other stuff from past advent calendars. It's for sale up on the website if you want to buy a few other things and support us. Uh, we'll also have the options for the genre of book that you want to choose to go with your advent calendar box. Yeah, so same as last year, we've got romance, holiday, fantasy, historical fiction, and thriller, um, which Marissa and I have been going back and forth trying to curate the perfect books and perfect items for these boxes. Um, but they are on sale now. And again, you guys have the first shot at it, so go grab them now. So yeah, we're opening it up a little bit earlier this year. We're going to start off with 75 available. If we have a ton more interest, we might add some more, but we just we want to make sure we have enough time for everybody to place their order so that we can then order all the things that go into the boxes and then get them shipped out to you. Um, and you can tell all your friends and or yeah. buy an extra box for your friends or family members. We had some people do yeah. that last year. We had, I think, the most we had last year was some. A couple people bought three boxes. Yes, yeah. so, which is really cool. Yeah, we love it. We appreciate the support. Uh, we have a ton of fun making these for you guys, and we hope you enjoy opening them as much as we enjoy wrapping them. So, um, happy holidays! A little bit early. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. So before we get started today, I want to say that we are preparing for our 100th episode, which is very exciting. Woo! <laughs> I was like waiting for some kind of reaction from <laughs> yeah. you. Um, and so we we have a few ideas for this episode, a few things in store, but one of the things I thought would be fun is if we could get our listeners to call in and leave us a voicemail recording, which you can do through Spotify. Um, I'll explain in a second, and then we will feature some of those in our 100th episode. So it'll be like, you are part of the show. <laughs> Um, so basically I'll start putting a link in each of the episode show notes and then you can just click that link and it'll take you to where you can just record something. Um, and I mean, you know, 
don't make it 10 minutes long, please. But um, we'd love it if you just introduce yourself, talk about a book that you've loved recently or one of your favorite books, whatever you want to do. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll put it on the show. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think that's going to be really awesome. We really want to hear from y'all and um, hopefully we'll pick up a few recommendations on the way. That's my hope. (laughs) As if we don't have enough books (laughs) to read that are on our list. Um, In other news, I went and got a B12 shot today, which I mean, I've had B12 shots before, but I've just been dragging insanely like almost fell asleep at my desk yesterday. I hope none of my coworkers are listening. But I was the only person in the office and it was really quiet in the afternoon and I was like, I can't, I can't stay awake. Um, so anyway, I'm hoping that perks me up some. I'll report back in a week and let you know. Yes, please <laughs> let me know how it goes. That's all I have. We can talk about books now if you want. Okay. Um, well, before we talk about books, I think it's far enough out that I can say that I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yay! I was wondering which episode would get that announcement. Um, Yeah, so Lucia is going to be a big sister. Um, New baby coming probably late February, early March of 24. Um, So yeah, we're pretty excited. I am so excited. And this happens, the day that we're recording happens to coincide with the day that you find out the gender, right? Or is that next Friday? It's next Friday. All right. Well, I'll just take that out. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm sure more baby news and talk will happen. So I'm just going to get my prediction in right here that it's a boy. I think it's a boy too. And we will let everyone know. I will let you know next week. <laughs> yeah. Find out next week yes. and then it'll Actually, be... Actually, it'll probably be the next week because I won't find out until, until after, after we, we record. record. Okay. So yes. you've got several weeks to wait yes. until you find out, but... Um, you, the listener, not you, Marissa, right? (laughs) You've only got one. (laughs) Um, anyway, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. you. We're very excited. It should be, um, chaos, but, uh, yeah, I'm just ready ish or (laughs) I'm ready to have like, have a family, our family complete. Cause we're, we're done. Yeah. After, this. after two, you're done. We're two. Yes. Cool. I just can't wait to hold another little bitty I baby know, in my it's arms. It's so weird. It's so weird. And you know, Lucia just doesn't look like a baby at all anymore. She's I know. just such a little girl and it's, she's not even two. And I mean, it's just so strange how quick they grow, but also just looking at her and I, I've seen so many um, videos online where people say, the night before you have that second baby and you're holding that first baby mm. that you don't realize how big they are until you're holding the little, yeah. the, the new baby in your arms and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, so, you used to be this small. I know, it's so crazy. Yeah, I feel like my niece, I see her probably once a week, once every two weeks, but every time I go like a week or two without seeing her, I'm like, Wait, you have gotten so much bigger. Please stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yay for all the little babies. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about books. Okay. I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so my book is called Not Your Ex's Hexes by April Asher. It came out in February of this year. It's a witchy book. I was going to say this sounds witchy. Yeah, I was really in the mood for something witchy. I did not realize that this was the second in the series. I was going to ask. Yeah, but each... Was the... The X Hex, was that the first one? No, so so the X Hex I actually did um, on the podcast as well, but it's not affiliated, different author. Okay. But this is the second, and I just didn't know. It came up in something of like Good Fall Reads on like a blog. You can always tell when you're reading a second in a romance series because it's like the best friend or the sister or whatever. They already have their... Has a significant other. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so I missed something yes. here. <laughs> so the old older sister's book was first, okay. for sure. Um, so this book is about the Maxwell witches. Um, this particular book centers around Rose, the second sister so it's vi rose and olive how appropriate because our tea today has rose in it just that i'd let you (laughs) know that's great um (laughs) not planned so rose was actually trained her whole life to be the next prima witch which is like the head witch of the supernatural council over all supernatural beings in this particular world um it is present day it's not anything like um you know, in the past. But um, typically, the Prima is the next, is like the oldest witch in the family. But her sister Vi never came into her powers. And so Rose had to take that on. Um, And as they, I don't know, Rose is probably 28 or something. Vi's a little bit older. At around 30, Vi comes into her powers. Uh, I was about to say, can you imagine being part of a magical family and you're the only one that just doesn't have powers? But I mean, by 30, you just assume that that's not happening. I would, but I would be so upset. Oh no, for sure. 100%. Like, what is the point of even, anyway. Now, um, Vi, who has not been trained at all, is now the head of the council (laughs) and she's kind of making a lot of mistakes. Their grandmother is the head witch currently i don't know they don't really explain why their mother isn't next in line because it's like their grandmother and then they have a mother hmm. but I, I guess i didn't think about that until right now but anyways <laughs> it doesn't really matter that's not a big focus okay so so vi has come into her powers and she has now taken over being the prima in training um which kind of leaves rose a little scared of her future, but also super relaxed. Yeah, I was going to say that's a huge weight off of her shoulders. Yeah. Um, so she's pretty much every time anyone, like her friend, her sisters went out and had fun, like she was not allowed to do anything. She had to train. She had to meet with council members. She had to learn how to speak to different supernatural beings and, you know, be open to everyone's interests. And I mean, she's just like a diplomat, basically. Right. Um, so to no longer have that and then really to not know what you're good at. Because <laughs> uh, she says, you know, I have no hobbies. Yeah. Because um, this has been her life. Yes. For- so she does some weird like odd jobs and nothing sticks. It's like all really like, I, I don't know. Like she's doing <laughs> um, like car rides. What do you call it? Like like Uber. Oh. It's not Uber. They call it something else yeah. in the book. Stuff like that. And she doesn't do things for very long or like she gets fired or whatever from these places. Um, so at the beginning of the book, you know, she's a little, doesn't know what's going on. Um, but she happens to go by this field and she sees this like emaciated horse. And it's on the property of this ranch. And so she gets her sisters and their friend 
to go and stage like a like they're gonna get this horse out of there because she thinks he's being abused by whoever owns this. Yeah, it's really random. <laughs> okay. So they go one night and try to get this horse out. Trying to free the horse. Yeah. The horse is not budging. The sirens start going off. She gets stuck in this weird position to where like her foot is stuck and so she can't get out of it. So they're all like, we're just going to stay here with you. We'll all get caught together. And she's like, no, go. Like you're the prima apparent. Like you can't get caught. And they're like, no, we're going to, you know, stay here. But for some reason she takes the rap. Like they're all there and they all get (laughs) put in jail. And um, she finds out that the – wait, let me back up. Let me back up to this. Before this happens, she has – her one and only first time one night stand. Okay. okay. So she's in a bar one night. She goes out. She sees this really hot guy. And he's the owner of the emaciated horse. Yeah. <laughs> so they hook up. She kind of forgets about it. It's like it's months months later. Um, she ends up going in front of the council to get sentenced or whatever. Um, her sister Vi, who was with her at the time, who's now the pre- prima in training, asked for leniency because they wanted her to do some, like, stupid community service stuff that was ridiculous. So what they decide on is that her community service will be served at the ranch. Oh, God. Um, and who walks in but the vet, who <laughs> also happens to be her one-night stand. Um, his name is Damien Adams. He is a half-demon, half-human all right. And um, yeah, so she starts doing her community service on the ranch. Things progress. Lots of eggplants. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Pretty raunchy. Can I just have to ask, like, is the horse okay? Yes. Yeah, so okay. he's actually, it's a sanctuary ranch. So he takes in abused okay. animals okay. and nurses them back to health. I've been really concerned about this horse. Sorry, Yes. Um, she feels terrible, obviously, that he's actually trying to help animals and she was trying to take this horse who was getting the proper care. Um, oh my God. Anyways, so um, what we find out about Damien is that when he, he's like 34 now, when he was 16, he dated a witch and he wasn't the best boyfriend ever. And she put a hex on him, but not just any hex, it was a soul hex. So if he falls in love he will lose his humanity and basically just be He's only demon. demon. Oh, no. Yeah, and he's been trying to keep his demon at bay um, for a long time. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. So he was a hunter in his past life, which is like someone who's like a bounty hunter who goes after other supernatural beings and calls them back to whatever, you know, I don't know if it's hell or whatever they talk (laughs) about. Anyways, um, he got out of that because after this hex situation, he felt like it was leading him more and more into darkness and he wanted to get out of that line of work. Um, He has a brother named Julian who has always tried to pull him back into this. And while Rose is there uh, working her community service, she meets Julian and he recruits her to be a hunter to see if that maybe fits uh-huh. for her. Um, Damien is not pleased. Damien is not pleased with this. Um, so it's really just like their story. It's not, you know, <laughs> the most wonderful read ever. But it was something fun. It kind of got me into the witchy fall spirit. I liked the Maxwell sisters. Obviously, the first book has to be about Vi because she already has like a fiance, right? And they set it up for Olive to have 
another book that's not out yet, I'm so assuming. So she's another sister. Yeah. Um, there's like a guardian angel that she knows and it's very apparent that he really likes right. her and she doesn't realize it. So that's going to be the next book, I'm assuming. Okay. Um, but it was fun. It was light. I'm definitely in search of witchy, spooky fall yeah. books. Um, and it's, I'm just not coming up with anything. I started um, The Starling House by Alex Harrow, which I don't know why I thought I would enjoy it when I have not been able to get through her other two <laughs> books. But the I got sucked in again. Like, it's on NetGalley right now. The premise sounded interesting. I was like, this is going to be the one. And I'm bored out of my mind. Oh, no. I'm trying to... There's a... Oh, I remember now. I don't remember the name of the author, but... Um, you should try Wayward if you haven't already. Okay. I, I reviewed it on the uh, yeah. podcast and it's really good. Okay. I'll, yeah. I might try that. Cause I ha- it's I just... witchy but not um, overtly witchy. Like it's not like they're witches and they do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's magical realism, fine. a lot of nature. And they're obviously witches. They just don't describe themselves as such. I just feel like we don't have any books this year to look forward to like Witches in Moonshine Manor and like there were a couple last year that I was like, yes, I can't wait to read these. And this year I'm like, eh. In the Shadow Garden is another that you need to read. I read read that. Did you like it? it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So listeners, if you have any witchy books, please send them our way. Yes, because I think, I mean, I would love to do a joint witchy read. Especially you, Stephanie. I know you love the witchy books. That is sarcasm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if we can find one, we'll do a joint joint read. Okay, my turn? Yes. All right. This is an author that we have reviewed on the podcast several times before, so I was hesitant to do it. Um, But it's a backlist title, so I'm going with it. It is The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Have you read that one? I believe so. Okay. It's well, been a really long time. Yeah. Because it, it came out in 2019. Yeah. And I was not a Christina Lauren fan for a long time. Um, and I've kind of converted. And so I wanted to start going back through some of their older stuff. So we have Olive and Amy and they are twins. And it's Amy's wedding day. She is getting married to Dane. Um there is at the wedding like a buffet of food like there is at you know most weddings um olive i can't remember why like stays away from the buffet i i think she has some like she can only eat certain foods or something like that and then dane's brother ethan who's the best man i did i did read this okay yeah. also stays away from the buffet because he believes that buffet food buffets are just a cesspool of bacteria um and kind of now that now that that idea has gotten into my brain. I'm kind of like, ugh. They're not. I know. Well, I don't know that. But anyway. <laughs> I mean. I still freaking love buffets. Like, you will not keep We're me away. We're from the South. <laughs> if you have a wedding you in the South, generally, keep me away. it is not a sit down, which is unusual for other parts of the country. Okay. I guess I didn't really realize that. Yeah. So most, used to. most places, if you think back on like movies, yeah. you always have a sit down dinner at a wedding. Okay. So... I've, when I went to my friend's wedding in Santa Barbara, he he is from Louisiana. Right. But his wife now is from California, and they had to sit down. Like it, it's a specific thing, and it's very common. Like I think it's more uncommon in a Southern tradition to have a buffet at a wedding. 
my jaw is dropped right now because I can't imagine. I know that sit down weddings well, exist. Think, think about it. Think about how you see in movies where um, they say I on mean, the card chicken or fish or I chicken know. and beef or I steak know. or whatever. And they all have their assigned seating and yeah, it's yeah, a big deal right. for the bride to have to figure out where to sit everybody. Yes. I, I, I'm aware. Okay. But at the same time, like actually attending one of those, I can't imagine because I'm just used to buffet and, and dancing. And people who don't know at a buffet, like you, at weddings, we don't have assigned seating. There's no seating chart at Southern Weddings. Absolutely not. It, there's not because you mingle. There's not even enough and you seating dance. for everyone. No, you don't have <laughs> tables and chairs for everybody because usually the weddings are 300 plus people. Anyway, this wedding, which is in like Minnesota, I think, has a buffet. So, just saying. Um, but Olive and who's the twin that's not getting married and then ethan who's the brother that's not getting married um managed to avoid the buffet and everyone else gets deathly ill um not literally and so amy who did get married and her now husband are sick in bed and can't go on their honeymoon that she won from some kind of social media instagram contest and it's fully paid for and all this kind of stuff and if they don't attend they lose it and she's like, well, even though we're suffering, I don't want this wonderful trip to go to waste. So, of course, um, Olive takes her sister's <laughs> photo ID, boards a plane with Ethan, and they go to Hawaii on their brother and sister's honeymoon. The thing is, they hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so their plan is to go to Hawaii and just kind of stay away from each other. Um, but of course that doesn't happen because of course they're secretly attracted to each other. Um, and in one room. And in one room. Yeah. And have to pretend that they're married. Well, that, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say <laughs> is that, that part of the book was a little far-fetched to me that it's like they're going to this resort in Hawaii on someone else's honeymoon and they happen to run into her brand new boss and his ex at this resort. I don't think so. And so they end up having to like play off the fact that they just got married and it's completely out of nowhere and it's really weird. It was fun. So I was like, okay with it, but that was a little far-fetched. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they went on this honeymoon in the first place is far-fetched. Yeah. But anyway, it was still a fun book. And I'm, I'm always kind of like, uh, I don't know, still when it comes to Christina Lauren, yeah. it's going to be hit or miss. I mean, but, I think for me in that situation, wouldn't you like give that trip to your parents or something? Well, I don't have a twin sister or a sister right. at all. <laughs> but I think the whole thing was like... It had to be That's Amy. right. It had to be Amy. That's right. That's right. So okay. The, never mind. Ignore I don't me. know why it had to be Amy, but it didn't have to be Dane. she's the one that But like, why didn't it have to be... But they didn't know him. She was okay, the one only that wanted knew her. it, so it didn't really matter. Okay. That was the only so thing I didn't really get. She probably just got a plane ticket. I think it, or, it was like the fact that they had the same last name was like enough to, to you know, yeah. throw them off the scent or whatever. But yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. In that situation, if I sure. had the option to like transfer it to someone... Yeah, I'd... but at that point, the other the guy would just get his own room at the resort. Well, they in the book they couldn't because they had like at the resort they were under the impression that this was a newlywed couple and they were there for their honeymoon. Yeah, and if yeah, yeah, yeah. if any part of that was not true, they were going to end up having to pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. 
Yeah, it's fun. It was it a was. fun read. Yeah, it was fun. It was a little ridiculous, yeah. pretty far-fetched, but it was enjoyable. So, all right, our tea. Let's talk about it. Tell me about it. Um, this is from Meme Tea um, in Cambridge, Boston. Uh, it's called Duchess Grey. And when I spoke to the guy at the tea shop, he kind of said that this was a little bit of a different play on an Earl Grey. And so that's why I got it, since we really like Earl Grey, um, to see if this Who one does really good. So the tasting notes are orange peel, vanilla bean, and rose. Um, ingredients are camellia. I can't say that word. Is it rooibos again? No. S I N E N S I S. That was a lot of N's and S's. Can I see it? I'm going to guess sinensis leaves. Okay. Rose petals, lavender, bergamot oil, and natural vanilla flavoring. And it's caffeinated. (laughs) It's a product of Sri Lanka. Okay. (laughs) It's good. I was excited about the vanilla. I was not excited about the rose. I smell the rose. The rose is very, yes, um, effervescent. (laughs) I don't mind it. No, I I don't either. Because even though the rose smells very strong, it's not overpowering in flavor. Well, I think it pairs well with the orange peel. And I think, like, there's, like, a subtle little note of vanilla that just Mm -hmm. kind of brings it all down a little bit. Yeah, it's not... I know you said it was very pungent yeah. smell, but it's not, um, it's very, it's smooth and smooth it's and yeah. it tastes good. I like it. I like it. We needed a good cup. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. So thank you for bringing this back from, uh, from Boston for me, yeah. for us, for just for me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for doing this for me. And thank you, Meme Tea, for the recommendation. Yep. Quite good. Quite. <laughs> On that note. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers.